guys, welcome back to the Intentional Queen podcast where I empower women on their self-love, self-healing, and growth mindset journey. Oh my gosh, guys, we're in July. I'm calling it Hot Girl Healing Summer. You've already known that I have Miss Erin King come on, but now today I have a new guest with me and it's Miss Ashley White and she's going to show us about how to have healthy love. Okay. So let's talk about what we've been on the podcast. Miss Erin's been talking about becoming her. I've been talking about becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable. Like we've just been talking about a lot. And if you haven't checked out our IG lives, they are now on my social media at intentional queen journey, where I got Miss Erin. And by the time y'all hear this, you're going to be seeing one from me and Ashley. So let me talk about Miss Ashley. I met her through social media on Instagram and I was just scrolling through and I saw this young lady on there and I said, oh, she's doing big things. So her big movement is about healthy love. She talks about life after breakup. She talks about divorce and all that. As people know on the podcast, who's been following me, I am a single mom, but I'm also a divorcee as well. And so we're just in here trying to empower women on how to heal after these things and how to show up as our best selves. So make sure that you guys show up to our event. It's going to be the hot healing girl event. It's going to be July 30th. It's going to be from noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Miss Ashley will be speaking as well. You can find out through our social media, but it's also on my website, Intentional Queen Journey. Under the sessions tab, you will see events and you will be able to click in right there. It is free. It is virtual. You show up as you are. We're going to be dropping some wisdom nuggets and we just want you guys to be there. Okay. And so without further ado, Miss Ashley, come on and welcome to the Intentional Queen podcast. Thank you. I am honored and excited to be here. Uh, We are so excited to have you. So what I want to talk about a little bit before we get started is give me some of your background, your credentials. I couldn't even do it the way you could do it. So tell me about yourself. Well, first of all, I'm a native Houstonian um, and I am a mom of three amazing children. Like you mentioned, I've been divorced since uh, 2012 and I've been on a journey of getting myself back since then. And once I got back into that and got on my, in a place that I felt I was healed, I knew that I had a calling on my life from God to help others to get to the place that I was. And that's how I started my business, Dawn's Break Coaching. And I've been doing problem solving, risk management, project management in my career for over 20 years. And I knew if I could do this to help corporations make money, I can also do this to help people back to healing. So I work with people that are overcoming divorce, that are overcoming bad breakups, just get them back to understanding how they can love again and love in a healthy way. And I've been doing it. I started my business uh, last year, November Um, and it was part of the, you know, the pandemic of God just shaking us up in that quiet time and saying, Hey, remember what I called you to do. And I jumped to it and said, okay, let's do this. And I've been doing it ever since. And I'm, I'm happy to be here and I'm proud of the lives that I've been able to heal just through my posts on Instagram and through my one, one one-on-one coaching. So it's, it's, it's been wonderful. I'm the daughter of a pastor. So (laughs) People always tell me I'm a little preachy and I'm like, well, it's in the DNA. (laughs) Both my, both my father and my grandfather were pastors. So uh, I do come off a little bit preachy here, but that's because I got something to say and I'm passionate about it. So 
And there's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with that. And I really love how you present yourself. You do, I think, Tuesday lives, I think is what you do. And so um, you always got a word on a good Tuesday. Okay. (laughs) So I look for you on a Tuesday. I look for my other friend, Latoya Peak on a Tuesday. I'm a Thursday girl. So we all got things we do on our days. Right. So I feel like we got to fuel ourselves every day. And so that is encouraging to me to know that, uh, you always got a word for us on there. Now, let's talk about some more things here. So you talked about being a pastor's daughter. You mm-hmm. talked about going through your own divorce. And you talk about that you have a separate job that led kind of, I feel like I'm going with this more like your passion and purpose. Like sometimes God has a way of leading us to where we should be going, even though our basic nature jobs that we're doing in corporate may not be exactly what we do on the side. And then the side business becomes something bigger just because it has more purpose. And the feeling of serving others and healing others is I think what connects me and you both, because when we had our pre-interview, that was something we really felt confident about and encouraging about. So tell me more about that. Like what really drives you to show up now as a one-on-one coach and also your Tuesday lives. Like, tell me more about that. What's, what's your backstory? Give me a little bit more about that. What, what you're seeing is kind of the culmination of a seed that was planted when I was seven years old. Um, people have always told me that I've been wise beyond my years. And when I was seven years old, I actually prayed to God for wisdom you know, all of my friends are praying for, you know, clothes and, and handbags and, you know, <laughs> the newest toy. And at seven years old, I was praying to be wise. And I didn't know where that would take me, but I knew that I wanted to be someone that had wisdom and someone that when I spoke, that people were moved and people were changed and people were brought closer to God through the words that I said. So it started from there. And then when that's the second prayer that I made, you know, you have to be careful what you pray for. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I pray for discernment and patience. That okay, was okay. Okay. Because you don't know how God's going to answer it, you know? So <laughs> before I got married, I prayed to God and I asked him, I said, you know, God use my marriage to help others. Little did I know how that was going to be answered. <laughs> mm, so mm. those two pivotal prayers are why I'm here. From this, the prayer that I made at seven years old and the prayer that I made before I got married, which was God to help me to help people through this marriage. And I'm here because of the wisdom that I prayed for when I was seven and because of the prayer that God would use my marriage to bless others. And I'm here doing what I do because of that prayer. It didn't look like what I thought it was going to look like, but, but the purpose is still the same and the calling is still what I know God has anointed me to do. Mm, you better go ahead now. I'm speechless on that because <laughs> we both know our backstory. So I'm yes. in there like, yes, yes. yes. It's yes. not what we thought it was going to be, but look at us now though. Okay. So we talked about that. What does self-love mean to you? So, you know, intentional queen journey is all about self-love, self-healing and growth mindset. What does that mean to you? Self-love is intentionally waking up every day, knowing that you have to start with love, loving yourself and not, not only just loving yourself, but just loving life, loving the fact that you woke up that morning, loving the things that, you know, make you who you are, loving the fact that you have a roof over your head, loving the fact that you're going to eat a meal, that you're going to be sustained, that God is going to protect you all of those times that you, that you are here. 
And it's, it's just making sure that you are intentional with your words, intentional with how you move even in an unspoken way. How do you move into a room? What's your energy like? Do Are people moved by being in your presence? And when you love yourself, there's a different aura around you. There's a different thing that you bring to a room just because you know that I love myself and in loving myself, I love what God has created. So when you bring that into a room, you can change things. We all have the power to be great. We all have the power to move and change things through the love. And that starts with us loving ourselves and understanding that God loves us and that we have to love ourselves in that same way. So to me, it's so much bigger than just saying just self-love because loving yourself extends to other people as well. So, you know, I, I just love to tell people that start with love, everything, creation was started with love. God created you out of love. So for me, that's the start of it. You know, when you love yourself, that's going to branch off to other people. And that's what we're here to do as creatures of God's, of God's making. You know, we're here to spread the message through love. And what better way to do that through loving yourself first? So, mm-hmm. well, you know, you 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 hit on some points. I almost said one more time for the person in the back because you was going in <laughs> how you show up in a room yes. and the aura you have on yourself. And you mm-hmm. know, I'm a self loving mindset growth coach. So some of the things that you said there resonate with me on how I even coach my clients. And one thing was about gratitude. So when you said about you woke up this morning that you got this, you got that. Gratitude is so important and being in those spaces of gratitude because things could be worse. And, you know, just owning what you do have. And I also been talking about on the podcast as well is talking about your dry seasons. There's seasons to life. And uh, one of the seasons is a dry season. And that's when you're really in like a state of isolation. And a lot of people struggle in that. And I feel like that's the place where you learn self-love because all you got is you and God. And at that point, that's when God works on you. He crushes you. He makes you into wine. Like that's, that's when the work is done. And a lot of people don't like to go in those spaces because it can be scary. But being in those spaces where you learn how to show up in a room like that, you learn that confidence, you learn that vulnerability, you learn how to embrace other people's energy, how to know who's for you and who's not, because that's where that whole discernment thing is, Uh, that patience, now that's a hard one, that was one for me. And just getting to a point to really love yourself so you can look through the lens and love others. And I feel like you love others how you see yourself. So it starts from within. So when you really kind of get good with you, you can then be there for others. And as mothers, we're both understanding that that pours out into our children. And so we got to be right in order to be there for our children as well. So I think that's so good. Yeah, and you spoke about something too. Just now you brought it back up uh, for me. When you talked about valleys, I went through a seven year valley after my divorce. I don't, I don't feel that I really came out of it until 2019. I got divorced in 2012. I didn't feel like I was back until 2019. So seven years of God taking me through a lot to get me where I am. You know, it was having me be still and having it be the only voice that I was able to hear was his. And there were a lot of people that tried to counsel me and, and gave me a lot of bad advice. Um, a lot of well-meaning, well-meaning Christians gave me some really, really bad advice. <laughs> and so I had to learn to trust God 
I had to learn to trust where he was leading me. And I think that's some of the most difficult things that we go through when we're going through divorce is understanding that where God is going to lead you, sometimes other people are not going to understand. And it's not for them to understand. Say that one more time for the person (laughs) in the back. Now that's a word. Say it one more time. I heard you, but say it. (laughs) We have to understand that sometimes where God is going to lead us, not everyone's going to understand and it's not for them to understand. That is why saying so close to God is, is important because you have to understand when it's his voice and not yours. Mm-hmm. And you got to stay close to him. You got to stay connected. And in these valleys in, in our lives is where we learn to trust God. It's where we learn our powers, where we learn our strength. And had I not gone through that seven years, I would not be the person that I am today. I would not understand my power And my connection to God, I'm at a point now where if someone comes and tells me something, I'll say, oh, that's not God. I I, I know how he talks to me. God talks to us all in in our own special way. You know, we're both mothers. And with our children, all of our children require a different level of love from us. And in our relationships with God, God understands what we need in our special ways. So the way that God speaks to me is not going to be the same way that God speaks to Janine. You know, if, but when I'm close to him, I understand the way that he speaks to me so that when I'm in the valley, I have a better understanding of how God works with me and how God works through me. So those seven years, and I'm a pastor's daughter. So think about, I grew up in church. I I felt like, Hey, this is, you know, this kind of stuff doesn't happen to me. You know, why would I not be equipped to this? But in our journey, getting close to God, he's going to take us to different levels. And we can be in church every day, but there are still levels, there are still journeys, there are still valleys that we're going to have to go through in this faith. But going through that journey is understanding that God will never leave you. Mm. And you have got to be quiet and be still so that you can hear his voice. And so these valleys, although they are tough, they are what's going to take you to the next level spiritually so that you are strengthened and you are closer to God because of the trials and tribulations that you have gone through. So when the old people say, I wouldn't take nothing from my journey, I wouldn't take nothing from it. Those were, that was a tough seven years, but I'm grateful for it because look what it made me into. Look at the fruit, look at the fruit that came from that season. And we have to learn how to, how to just trust them in the valley don't and i tell people all the time don't waste your valley it's so much goodness in the valley mm. i call them storms yes i'm i'm in there like yes 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 i think those were the times that it made me the strongest i said that uh on the little video where i talked about the power of the s word strong mm-hmm. and that people reached out they said whoo that's deep like we be out here strong sometimes you a little tired you know mm-hmm. and strong can be sometimes a term of endearment, but it can Mm -hmm. be a struggle sometimes where you just want to take a rest. And you heard me say, you know, be like an eagle and soar on your storms and go above all the noise and soar on on the storm clouds and ride that thing on out and rest in the pocket. But I also know, even for me, I wanted to break generational curses. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that strong word, we didn't, you know, you practice what you witnessed. And so sometimes the things, the strength, that I witnessed, I didn't really realize there was a lot of layers behind that. There was a lot of rationales behind why they were doing that. And so what I'm learning now is 
God's given me the discernment and wisdom to do it a little bit differently. And that, that is okay. I think sometimes we get to a point where we're like, well, is it okay to do that? It's okay. in trusting what he says and trust in the process. So when you say that, I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, that's in the Bible where he says, stand still. And I always talk about this one Bishop Knowles is this one uh, sermon that sticks with me and, you know, it's like you had to go through it. And I tell people all about that. And I mean, I watched it in one of my valleys three times a day for almost a year straight. I could speak it verbatim. Mm -hmm. And he always talks about the strength of what happened and also to stand where you're standing and not be moved. Mm -hmm. And when you can hear God's voice and you can stand and be okay, because people was trying to help me through the valley, like, well, you need to do you. And I was like, "Mm -mm, that's not what I'm supposed to do right now. Mm -mm. Uh, (laughs) You shouldn't be doing that podcast. Here we are. You shouldn't be. And here we are. Are you really a life coach? Here I am. Here come my clients. So when you know what God says, because for real, I mean, this podcast was a struggle point for me for almost a year to do it because I was like, who's vulnerable out here? I'm not going to be talking about these sensitive topics. But what I realized is there's a whole tribe of people who's like, yes, that's me. I just got off a coaching call. She was like, yes, I listened to the podcast. I found you through there. And so to me, that's confirmation. Like you said, like, you know, with your own coaching, it's confirmation of what God tells you that the valley meant something. If I never went through the valley, I wouldn't have anything valuable to show up on the podcast or to my clients because I've been there. That is my testimony. And so that's a word for somebody, your tests, those valleys become tests that will become testimonies as a blueprint to help somebody else. So you just went on and did that. Yes. I'm so, I'm so, so, so good about that. Now you kind of spoke on this, but you can go a little bit deeper if you want to. Is there something you had to overcome in life that you feel like this self-love journey has really made it important to you? Uh, you kind of talked a little bit about it and we don't have to go deeper about the divorce, but I'm just talking about in your own journey. Do you feel like you had to really overcome something? The biggest thing for me overcoming was just the shame, the shame of being divorced. And, you know, none of us gets married to be divorced. You know, we, we don't, we don't sign up for this. And, Amen. Amen. and, so, and so dealing with the shame of being the pastor's daughter, and knowing that I was probably the topic of conversations of dinner, dinner tables that I probably was discussed in group text, you know, like, oh, you know, look at her, you know, look, she's divorced. Oh, we knew he wasn't no good. Or, you know, wonder why he isn't at church anymore. You know, dealing and overcoming that was very difficult for me. It took me, I, I couldn't even say the word divorce for two years. Mm-hmm. Couldn't even just, just saying the word hurt. Um, being out with my kids and, and, and thinking, man, are people looking at me and thinking all my kids got a different daddy, you know, and I wanted to wear a t-shirt that said, they all got the same daddy and I was (laughs) married and I'm not a baby mama. I'm a ex-wife, you know, (laughs) you know, just (laughs) just, so dealing with the shame and coming and overcoming that and understanding that's not what God meant for me, you know, and that's, that was all me. That was ego, you know, God pulled me up out of that marriage. And I had to, 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 to sit with that and understand there was a purpose behind it. You hold your head up high. You know, mm-hmm. there is nobody out here that has not gone through something. Your something may look a little different from everybody else's, but everybody out here is going through something. And if you haven't gone through it yet, through it yet, keep living. It's mm. coming. Mm, it's coming. Come on now. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> and so once I got over the shame of it all and I realized that I could use my story 
to be powerful. I could use my story to glorify God. I could use my story to tell people that you could be at your lowest point and God will still bring you to the highest levels if you stick with him, if you stay in your faith, if you believe and you understand that God will not take you anywhere that he cannot bring you out of. Mm. You know, there's no storm that doesn't end. All storms end, you know? (laughs) So just hold on tight and watch God work. And you're going to be better because of the storms. And Mm. so I think the biggest part for me was going, getting over that shame and also just understanding that I didn't love me in the way that I thought I loved me. Mm, that's where that self-love thing is there you go that's why we right back to it and that's that's where the self-love comes from and I know uh, black women this is probably something that we struggle with the most is that we can be on point in our jobs we can be on point in our relationship with our girlfriends we can be the best mothers in the world but for some reason when it comes to relationships marriage you know we we don't approach it in the same manner You know, we don't bring that same love and same confidence when we're in relationship. A lot of times we're so afraid to be alone that we will deal with things that we should not deal with because of that fear. And toleration. Yes, you'd be tolerating. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and and fear that somebody is going to leave me if I show up as myself. Mm -hmm. And and so we will shrink. Mm-hmm. We are. We will not say anything when we're hurting. We will carry all of this weight that God did not intend us to carry because of a fear that we have put inside of our minds that we're not worthy of love. We're not worthy of people sticking with us. And I had to learn that, Ashley, although you got all the confidence in the world, there's a party that doesn't love yourself in the way that you need to love yourself. Because when you love yourself, there are certain boundaries that you will place to let people know this line, you don't cross with me. Boy, that's two snaps and a mic drop. And I'm like, yes, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yes. Yes. Boundaries. Yes. Yes. Relationships. It's funny that you say that, like, you know, that is true. Most of us be on point in every other arena. And it's also, you know, we call it the stain. So mm-hmm. if you leave the relationship, it's that stain that it leave on you. And then you don't really know how to remove it before you get to the next person. And so some people just jump from person to person and not heal in between. And that's kind of where my whole movement, intentional queen movement comes from is you got to take a beat and, mm-hmm. and heal yourself and love yourself and deal with your mind about it. And I remember coming out of my divorce, just like you said, the judgments of others. And I was judged pretty heavily. You know, I spoke that when I spoke my story on silence is a superpower until it's time to speak. And that testimony resonated with so many people. But part of that I say is, you know, how I was judged. And I really struggled with that for a long time. And I think that's why I struggled to do the podcast. But then it became a way for me to speak about my truth and not make it be in a blaming way but in a healing way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because everybody plays a role whether you didn't do something whether you shrunk whether you you know so it's really no blame on who's part of a relationship ending we all play the position Mm -hmm. um and so I'm learning that incompatibility is real as well because there probably was some red flags there from the jump that you ignored And so now you sitting where you're sitting, but you learn from that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I tell people you win or you learn. There's really no losing. 
because you can learn from that as you move forward, what you will do, what you won't do, what you will tolerate, what you won't. Mm -hmm. And you just pray for people to move on and be healed because if it's all starting with love, then you have to find a way to love them from afar Mm -hmm. and uh, be okay with that. Because if not, you will take that with you like a, like what Erica Badu song was like a bag lady. You're just walking around, you just carrying all this baggage and then the burden becomes stronger. And then it oozes out on our kids and it oozes out on the people who love us the most, you know, our family members, or even at work, like you just get to a point and so bottled up the weight. And that's where I feel like that strong word comes in because we be thinking that strength. And sometimes what was I watching? He's a gospel singer, but he had this thing talking about sometimes what we think is strong is a tense muscle that's weak. And so what he was saying was sometimes, you know, they'd be like, you so tense, you have a massage and they like, oh, it looks strong, like it's bulky, but really it's just a, um, a tense muscle and you really can't work out a tense muscle. It must rest. So sometimes when we really trying to be strong, that's a sign of maybe you need to rest. And you heard me say, sometimes that's boundaries. Sometimes that's knowing your capacity and stopping superwoman syndrome. So I really think what you just hit on was so good. You just freed somebody with that. Tell me what's something you will go back and tell your younger self. Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I think I would go back and tell my younger self that I'm enough. Mm. I'm enough. I'm enough. And I don't have to prove to anyone that I'm worthy of love. Um, I think a lot of us approach these relationships and, and we're, we're, we're standing in front of somebody saying, love me, see me, you know, be with me. I'm important. You know, don't leave me, you know, and I, I approached love with thinking that I had to sell myself to people that I had to prove that I was worthy of love. And I had to tell myself the fact that I am here, I am God's child. When I was born, the privilege to me was love. God died for me. I am showered in the gift and privilege of love. I don't need anyone else to validate that for me. And so if I could go back, that's what I would tell my younger self that you are enough and you don't have to prove that you are worthy of love to anyone. Mm. Mm, that's heavy. That's, that's big on when I talk about self-worth. I think I just put a post up and you, you commented on that one too, about self-validation is key. Don't, don't base how you validate yourself through the lenses of others. And I think sometimes that's how we move about in life is, well, do they like me? I'm going to change who I am because this, but you cannot guarantee that just because you did everything right, that they're going to treat you a certain way. You know, they have the, you know, God gives us free will. So they have the free will to do what they want to do. And so don't have expectations on people. That was a big lesson I learned too. You know, everybody has a choice. So just because you're expecting them to be a certain way, that does not mean that's what you're going to get. And you shouldn't move from that place of expectation. I'm going to do this for them because I'm expecting them to do that. I think that's a struggle point that we have because then we feel let down when we feel like they didn't meet our expectations. Now you're resentful. Now you're out here like, oh, I didn't did these years with you. I did, did you know, you didn't turn to a hold. And like you said, that's the ego. And so when you kind of let go of the expectations and then just deal with people, as Maya Angelou said, when people show you who they are, believe them mm-hmm. and you just deal with them accordingly. And so I'm in a space now that if it doesn't serve me, meaning like peacefully or my limitations or my boundaries, like it's okay. And I'm just going to pivot towards peace. And when you kind of get more to a peaceful life, it is so much better. 
And as you said, you cannot rush healing. People will rush your healing through. And if people haven't listened to uh, Purpose and Pain with uh, Tanya Taylor, she definitely spoke about that. People rush through healing, but listen, it's your time. So if that take you 10 years, like you said, if that take you seven, if it take me four, like that's fine. And just be okay with that because people will rush you through your healing. And then you feel inadequate if it went longer than the person before, because you'd be like, well, oh, I hit four. Uh, that's I'm not right. Like, you know, then you question yourself. So just be mindful of that. I think that's going to be key for some people who are healing. And I know we're digging into healing on this episode, but I'm just believing for a hot girl healing summer, because I believe there are people out here struggling in silence. And if we can just impact one, I am happy with that. I inspire for impact. So the next thing I wanted to say, my friend is what would you call your word of the year? So I called mine evolve last year was pivot. Give me a word that you would say that's summing up your 2022. The word that I picked for this year was create. And yeah, and I I just, I wanted to create through my business. I wanted to create the community. I wanted to create the relationships, love. I wanted to create an environment of love every room I walked into. I wanted people to feel love in my presence. You know, I wanted to use the gift that I know that God has put on me to create environments where love could be of service to other people. So that was, and, and, and I see it happening right now. Just the fact that you and I are talking, I know that God has answered that prayer and he's continuing to answer that prayer. I said, God created me, you know, a, a love, a, a love and energy out there that will draw people to me so that they can see you and that they can see that the love that you, that you have given us all is healing. You know, I tell people all the time, I am in love with love because I am just amazed at the amazing things that God can do in our lives when we choose intentionally to start with love. Mm. So before we get your contact information and close up, my friend, is there anything else you want to tell the Intentional Queen tribe right now? I would just like to tell the intentional queen um, tribe for anyone that's going through something right now to just hold on that God has not forgotten about you. God is still with you and just to stay on the journey and know that he is working through you and with you to create something amazing. So don't be just, don't be distracted you know, and don't get down and just know that God is always with you holding your hand. Even if it doesn't feel that way, there's always peace in the storm and don't waste your valley. If you don't waste it, I guarantee you there is a victory on the other side. Mm, mm, That's a mic drop. I don't even have anything else to say about that. (laughs) I think that's so good because you're pretty much telling people that it's okay to have delayed gratification. You know, sometimes we want that microwave blessing Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's a slow roaster and um, you won't be able to really talk about your peaks if you don't really have the valleys. And I'm going to shout out my coach right now. She, cause she's a nurse too. And she said, it's like an EKG, Janine, you know, there's peaks and valleys to your EKG tracing. Mm -hmm. And so if it's a flat line, you're dead, that's called asystole. And when you have your peaks and valleys there to have a heartbeat, so you can't have life, right? Mm -hmm. Because heartbeat symbolizes life. You can't have life without the lows, which is the valleys, but then you'll be able to appreciate the peaks because you know what it feels like to be in a valley. Yes. 
Yes. But then you see it comes down again. So it goes back to what you said. Storm's going to come again. Oh, yeah. But, but you got to be ready and, and it just don't waste it. So I feel like you just gave a whole word. <laughs> and um, I think that's going to bless some people. So now we're going to jump into your contact information. How can people find you? Where are you at on social media, et cetera? On social media, on Instagram, I'm Ashley J. White. And TikTok, I'm under the same, uh, Ashley J. White on there under Coach Ashley. But if you just go to TikTok and type in Ashley J. White, I'm going to show up. And I also have my website, dawnsbreakcoaching.com. That pretty much puts everything in one spot. And that, uh, I do one-on-one coaching and also monthly mentorship for those that are going through divorce, that are considering divorce and just want to be talked through it. Uh, I tell people all the time, I do not advocate divorce. I advocate healthy marriages, but I do not advocate marriages that are emotionally and physically abusive. And so I work with people that are dealing with narcissistic abuse that are, have just gone through very abusive relationships and need to find a way out. Um, I work with people that have gone through bad relationships and just want to find out how to love again. And a lot of it is just learning to trust yourself and learning to, to, to listen to that voice inside of your, your head that tells you where to go and when to move and just learning to, to find the healthy part of love again. I emphasize not just finding love, but finding healthy love. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I, what I do. And, and when I work with people, I guide them through that process. So oh, that's good. Cause you, the healthy love coach, I yes. know girl, listen, you, the yes. healthy. Love. I was like, Oh, I like that healthy love, not just love healthy love okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> so y'all heard that please follow my friend over and she said ashley j white right so that's going to be there and it's also on tiktok and she has dawn's break dawn's break coaching yeah dawn is my middle name and so i i named it dawn because you know when you get married you have to drop your middle name so it's my kind of reclaiming my time <laughs> like sister maxine says it's my reclaiming my middle name so all right yeah so it's dawn's break coaching.com So listen, y'all go out and support her, especially if you're in some of those spaces as she uh, specializes in. I want you guys to reach out to her. She will be a guest on my Hot Girl Healing Summer event. So I'm so excited. So even if you like this talk, you're going to love to see her when she comes to speak at the Hot Healing Girl thing. So I'm going to close this out, guys, saying to... Uh, level up your intentional queen to a better you check out this podcast you know we drop a new episode every two weeks on a thursday make sure to follow us i'm at intentional queen journey and also my website's intentionalqueenjourney.com snapshot listen to the ig tag us in it we love to see your support and we appreciate everything sign up for the hot girl healing summer event july 30th 12th to 2 p.m. It's going to be Eastern Standard Time because we got some people out there in other areas. And uh, you can sign up on my website. And if you are following um, Ashley already, she'll have all the information as well. So you'll be able to link up with one of us to go ahead and sign up for that event. And we'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.